This is Casey Explains. Oh, From the past year until today, maybe you've seen some photos on your newsfeed of a sea of people rallying in the streets or police throwing tear gas at protesters. Maybe you've seen some graphic and brutal videos of the police arresting these protesters. Those are just some of the things that Hong Kong is known for today. But why is this happening? Join me and be informed about why these rallies are being held and how Hong Kong may not be autonomous anymore. This is Kyle and welcome to KCE Explains. For this episode, I'll be answering a series of questions in a fast run-through about what is happening in Hong Kong and how all of it started. Since 1997, China has let Hong Kong be highly autonomous under a one-country, two-systems rule, letting Hong Kong have its own judicial, executive, and legislative powers until July 1st of 2047. Yes, I know, ang weird, may expiration date sila. But even if this is the case, Hong Kong's chief executive that is appointed usually ends up being the one preferred by China. So, may connection pa din kumbaga. The rallies were triggered due to the proposed amendments of the Hong Kong extradition law in June 2019. Protests have been going on for more than a year since then and they are still not wavering up until today. With recent developments on May 21st of 2020 on a new national security law for Hong Kong that was proposed by China, Hong Kong has been in a very rough situation. So, taga lang, paano ba nagsimula lahat ng to? Parang ang gulo na ata. Extradition law, new national security law. Saan ba talaga siya nag-umpisa? So back in 2018, the chief executive of Hong Kong, Carrie Lam, said that the approval of the extradition law is urgently needed to prosecute a Hong Kong man named Chang Tong Kai that murdered his pregnant girlfriend, Pun Hu Wing, in Taipei, Taiwan, in February of 2018. Chan came back to Hong Kong, pero hindi ma-charge ng Hong Kong police yung ginawa niyang crime kasi ginawa niya to sa Taiwan. So kinonvict na lang siya ng money laundering kasi ginamit niya yung credit cards ng patay niyang girlfriend. He was sentenced to 29 months in prison noon, and after a few months, prosecutors from Taiwan secured an arrest warrant for Chan and asked Hong Kong authorities on how he might be extradited. Pero, dahil di naman nire-recognize si China si Taiwan, kahit parte siya ng teritory ng China, at wala namang extradition agreement si Hong Kong kay Taiwan, naisip ng chief executive ng Hong Kong na si Lam na mag-propose ng legislation na mag-allow ng extradition sa mga jurisdiction na walang formal extradition agreement sa Hong Kong. So, bale, the extraditions include Taiwan, pero China is also included. So, dito na-stress yung mga tao ng Hong Kong kasi never naman sila nag-allow ng extradition sa mainland China kasi nga they are under a high degree of autonomy which was supposed to be until 2047. After a moment of unease, a deputy minister of Taiwan's Mainland Affairs Council, Chiu Choi Cheng, said, quote, Without the removal of threats to the personal safety of nationals going to or living in Hong Kong caused by being extradited to mainland China, we will not agree to the case-by-case transfer proposed by the Hong Kong authorities. Unquote. So even if this was the case, gusto pa rin ituloy nila yung extradition law, even without other countries or China pushing her to do it. So, what is the extradition law? 
The law allows countries, including China, to extradite Hong Kong citizens on the basis of any claimed offense under certain circumstances. This heightens the risk of China having a greater influence on Hong Kongers to unfair trials and violent treatment, targeting journalists and activists. Weeks passed full of protests on the streets of Hong Kong. So, sabi ni Carrie Lam na, okay, isususpend ko muna yung luna yan, pero indefinitely lang. So, dahil dito, tuloy-tuloy pa rin na nagprotesta yung mga tao kasi di naman niya sinuspend completely. Ano ba talaga ang gusto ng mga Hong Kongers? So, their motto, five demands, not one less, are First, commission of inquiry to allege police brutality and conduct. Second is the release of all arrested protesters. Third is for protests not to be characterized as riots. Fourth is complete universal suffrage. And fifth, which was already done, is the withdrawal of the extradition bill. So, what happened during the protests? Patagal ng patagal, dumagdag, lumala, at naging violent yung mga police sa protesters. Traffic cones and water bottles were used to put off tear gas thrown by the police. Luggage cases and cling wrap was makeshift armor, and laser pointers were offensive weapons. Protesters became inventive and learned different tactics to fight back the police's heavy-handedness. Finally, on September 2019, the bill was withdrawn but it was too little too late, said by the protesters. In October 2019, a lot more happened where protesters fought the police using poles and petrol bombs. An 18-year-old was shot in the chest with a live bullet and the government banned wearing face masks. Hindi pa uso yung COVID-19 nun. In the next month, a man pretending to be a supporter stabbed a pro-Beijing lawmaker. When activists were setting up roadblocks, a policeman shot one protester at close range. A man was even set on fire. Not only that, but students also joined the protest where they barricaded themselves on the campus of Hong Kong's Polytechnic University. Local council elections were held and even landslided to victory with 17 of the 18 councils won by pro-democracy councillors. So let's fast forward a little. Anong ginawa ng Hong Kong government? Actually, anong ginawa ng Chinese government? So when China proposed Hong Kong's new national security law, sabi nila ibabalik nito ang stability ng Hong Kong. But critics say that the legislation just makes it easier for China para ipunish yung mga protesters and reduce the country's autonomy. Oh my gosh, sounds familiar, diba? <coughs> Page terrible. The legislation was already passed on June 30 of 2020. It was said that the law 66 articles were kept secret until ma-approve yung law. Nakasaad sa law na to na you can decriminalize for secession or breaking away from the country, subversion or undermining the power of the government, terrorism or using violence or intimidation against people, and collusion with foreign or external forces. These crimes are punishable by a maximum sentence of life in prison. Not only residents and non-permanent residents, but also people from outside Hong Kong who are not permanent residents, meaning the law may even put foreign citizens who criticize the government of China all over the world at risk kapag pumasok sila sa bansa kahit na nagtatransition lang sila sa airport. More importantly, Beijing will have power over how the law should be interpreted. Some trials will be heard behind closed doors and people suspected can be wiretapped and under surveillance. Very familiar talaga eh. So, what are the thoughts of Hong Kongers regarding the national security law? From a survey answered by 370 Hong Kongers, this is what they said. 98.6% of the people do not support this law. 79.3% until 67.6% feel angry, irritated, and resentful about this law. 
71.4% of Hong Kongers strongly disagree that the new law will be able to put to an end to the protests. 70.1% strongly disagree that the law is able to suppress resistance within their legislature. 93.1% also agree that these institutions and enforcement mechanisms for the preservation of national security equate the secret police. 96.8% to 84% agree that these establishments would be able to carry out surveillance, arbitrary arrests, extradition to mainland China, administrative detention, house arrests, extrajudicial punishment, torture, and even assassination of dissidents. 96% do not agree that those establishments will safeguard their basic rights. And 98.1% agree that the national security education would brainwash school children with nationalist content. Professor Johannes Chan, a legal scholar from the University of Hong Kong, said that, quote, It is clear that the law will have a severe impact on freedom of expression, if not personal security, on the people of Hong Kong. In this result, the U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said that the U.S. no longer considers Hong Kong to be autonomous from China. By this being said, the preferential treatment Hong Kong receives from the 1992 United States-Hong Kong Policy Act has been withdrawn. The Hong Kong and Chinese government condemned this movement while protesters are actually pleased, according to the survey said earlier. Sabi nila na hindi na ma-exploit ng China yung U.S.-Hong Kong relationship para sa sarili nilang benefit. Before kasi ginamit ng China yung provisions under the 1992 Act na yun to skirt tariffs and acquire sensitive technologies na hindi naman nila makukuha before. People of Hong Kong have deleted their Twitter accounts and even political parties have been disbanded due to their fear of the new law. Protests still went on but hundreds of them were arrested. Protesters shouted, free Hong Kong and other pro-democracy chants while being pepper sprayed by the police. Even under the circumstances, Hong Kong has somehow managed to contain the coronavirus outbreak but still hasn't flattened the curve. All I can say is that if Hong Kongers are still fighting for their rights and freedom, even after the bill has been passed, Filipinos can do it for their country as well. Thank you for listening to KC Explains. If you're looking for more content like this one, like our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all KC Explains.